Welcome to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, a bi-weekly look at all things related to the growing elite clubs nationally, the ECNL. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. Now, here's your host for Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, former U.S. soccer press officer and longtime soccer broadcaster, Dean Linky. It's always great to have an ECNL girls national champion head coach on Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, and that is what is happening now. This is Ralph Richards, St. Louis Golf Gallagher, ECNL director, head coach of the U16 team, recently won the national title, and I am thrilled to be the guest on Breaking the Line, ECNL podcast. We're thrilled to have you, Ralph, and my visit with Ralph Richards on Breaking the Line will start after this message from the ECNL. As the game continues to evolve in the United States, the ECNL remains the standard of excellence in youth soccer. The Elite Clubs National League has grown to include over 200 clubs and nearly 50,000 players across the country with a robust competition platform for teams, educational resources for coaches and clubs, and unparalleled identification and development opportunities for players. Alongside its member clubs, collaborating to create a better future, the ECNL continues to raise the game every day. The ECNL is more than a league. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Once again, here's Dean. Last weekend, five national champions were crowned at the ECNL Girls National Finals in Richmond, Virginia. Here's a quick recap. The U13 national champion, Solar SC, knocked off the PDA Blue in penalty kicks after playing to a 2-2 tie. For the U14 National Championship matchup, Solar SC would double down with a 2-1 win over Legends FC. In the U15 National Championship game, Slammers FC took a hard-fought 1-0 win over Legends FC. Jumping up to the U17 National Championship game, Real Colorado National held on to a 3-0 lead to take down Beach FC 3-1. And I saved the U16 National Championship game for a reason as the St. Louis Scott Gallagher Navy team defeated the Colorado Rapids 1-0 to claim the title. And that leads us to today's featured guest, Ralph Richards, the SLSG ECNL director and also the U15, U16, U17, U19 Navy head coach and the U13, U14 Navy ECNL assistant coach. He is your champion in the U16 National Champions for ECNL Girls. And Ralph Richards joins me now. Ralph, congratulations and welcome to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Well, Dane, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. And uh, let me reiterate as well, my congratulations to Concord Fires 19s, Real Colorado 17s, Slammers Coach 15s, and obviously 13 and 14 Solar for their incredible, incredible achievement also this season. So hats off to those guys and congratulations to them. We're here with Ralph Richards, the ECNL Girls Director for St. Louis Scott Gallagher and the U16 National Champions for ECNL Girls. And Ralph, when you think 
St. Louis Scott Gallagher, it is a behemoth. Incredible pedigree, incredible esteem. What does it mean to you to work for St. Louis Scott Gallagher? I mean, I could go straight to the quick answer there, Dean. I think to me, it's, it is the, the best club in the country. And I say that for, for multiple reasons, and I could probably speak about it for hours and hours. But I joined the club over 10 years ago now, Dean. And the more and more you're around the people inside the club, from the leadership, from the top, to the coaches that you work side by side every single day, it's just an incredible group of people. The leadership talks about finding the right people and getting them on the right, on the bus and getting them in the right seats and all that type of stuff. And it really has been an incredible journey over the last 10, 12 years that I've been here at the club. Well, let's talk right here, right now, as it relates to your St. Louis Scott Gallagher National Championship team at the U16 level. And that means I want to know your entire team. I want to get more names on Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. So just like talking to a coach as I got ready to call a game, I'd like you to break down your team, your national championship team. I don't have the roster, but I'll do it as, as best as I can for sure. Let's start off right at the back. Let's go with the goalkeepers. So Taylor Gardner and Caroline Burkle, two amazing goalkeepers. I've known both of them now for about six or seven years. They've been training alongside each other for a long, long time. Actually, Taylor was invited to the ICC at U, what was that now? U13, I think it was. And so she went into the ICC Midwest team down there in Florida. So she's had some great experiences too. Recently, Caroline Burkle has just come back from the national team training camp that went overseas in Europe. So two incredible keepers. They challenge each other each and every day. They challenge our forwards each and every training session. Certainly have a great relationship both on and off the field. That would take me then to defenders. You know, we play, predominantly we play with three center backs. Uh, so we'll start with those guys. So we have Mason Smith, we have Jalen Bromley and Hayden Volchek, along with other players that jump in there, like Callaway Combs, who also jumps into the uh, three center backs as well. She played a lot as an outside back and a wing back this past summer because of some of the injuries that we may have had. But those three young ladies uh, that I mentioned first, they played the, predominantly all the minutes in the Richmond finals. They're just three intelligent players, certainly athletic players, but what they've done over the past year, I'd say, is just improved tremendously about how they work cohesively together, their relationships with each other, and uh, they certainly put it all together at the, uh, at the right time. That would then take me into the outside backs, and we have multiple players that play there, and, and quite frankly, some of them who joined us recently were probably forwards, attacking-type wide players, and, and just like most directors it's like how do you get the best players on the field and how do you you manage that and how do you figure out who those are and where you can play them so you know we're a tech minded team which is fantastic to have i've been gifted with all these attacking players and because of the foundation that my sixes my holder mids and i'll get to them soon that allows me to play outside wing backs or outside backs that are very attack minded so lauren seppi plays as a left-sided player great character drives herself for the team. She's probably one of the biggest supporters on the sideline when she's not on the field. She's just an incredible, incredible human being. And what she brings to the team is, is no question as good as anyone else for sure. Cam Blewett was certainly a player that was a forward, always has been. And she really bought into being a defender first mentality this spring. 
and really has blossomed tremendously in the role that she's provided and how she runs the line. Other players that we've used in there is Becca Koenig. Unfortunately, she hurt herself in Seattle in the third game, but another left-sided player. Actually, there's not many teams that have three left-footed players, and, and I do. So it's kind of an <laughs> awesome, awesome situation to be in. Rebecca Koenig is, a, is certainly a, a great dynamic player. She was a tough loss when we we couldn't have her at the finals, but she was there in spirit. She was there as a, a great teammate on the sideline, and and certainly we're looking forward to having her back in the lineup as well. I mentioned Callaway a little bit, plays there. And then also Mia Devereaux. She was recovering from some injuries that she had in her high school season. Worked her way back. By the time the finals came, she was fit and she was moving better. She played a lot as an outside wing back, but certainly plays in that front line as well. So before I go into the front line, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of midfielders. One of them deputized a little bit in the wing back role as well. Her name is Lily Freer. She joined the program. She was actually on the Illinois side. So last year we brought the two programs together in St. Louis, Scott Gallagher. One was in Illinois and one was the Missouri. And we brought them all under one roof to create what we would want to do, put our best players together. And so Lily joined our team about a year ago now. An incredible athlete, improved tremendously as a soccer player over the course of, over the course of the season and high hopes, young player, 2025, a young kid. And I can't wait to continue to, to work with her over the course of the upcoming season and so far. Another player who played in there was Ava Rademeyer, another 2025, a young midfielder, tons of passion. I mean, when you talk about a six and winning headers and covering ground and blocking and intercepting, and then just saying, hey, here's the ball. You go play with it. You're the, you're the playmaker. I'll, I'll do the work. You go uh, do what we need to do up front. And, and she has that in abundance, but puts everything on the line. She's played with numerous injuries. I think she, she broke a collarbone early on in the season. She played through the rest of the game with it. I mean, just a, a, an awesome person to have in that line of the field. There's no question about it. Then you start talking about our attacking players. And um, the next one, I think, Number 24, and I think most people know her in the country, it's Grace Restovich. She's just an awesome, awesome kid. Probably one of the hardest workers on the team. Great personality, but fantastic soccer player. Sees the game, vision, feels the game. And that's the beauty of what she brings. Because I don't think she's the most athletic kid out there in the country. But man, this girl has so much feel and texture for the game. It's, it's, it's awesome to have. So she pulls the strings along with a false nine that we have up front is Kaiku Kan. She's also an attacking mid-type player. Player a little bit higher because she likes to interchange with, with Gracie because they're both very intelligent. She's been with us a couple of years now. Kylie brings a lot of disguise in her game, the way she change, changes direction. It, it's incredible that how quickly she can do that and get at the back line. Hard worker on the front line. She loves to press. She loves to chase, but yet she has an innate ability of seeing a pass that no one sees, a little ball over the shoulder, through the legs, around the corner. She loves to dish that ball into someone's path. And those people that usually are receiving that are our forwards. And, you know, we can go across from another lefty, Emily Durecki, joined us a year or so ago now. Very dynamic player, exceptional left foot. In fact, the left foot, I, I tell college coaches all the time, reminds me of Kirsten Davis. So shout out to Kirsten Davis, a former SLSG alum there. She's out at the Racing Louisville playing there, but incredible left-footed strike, unbelievable pace, strong and improving every single every single time. I mentioned Mia because she does play as a forward also, Mia Devereaux, great little player, 
she's a short little player, small little player, but man, she packs a punch. She is so low center of gravity, twisting and turning, outplaying, gets it to the end line and just really, really an incredible athlete and a great soccer player. She can finish as well. She can really finish. The next one would be Audrey Smith, not related to Mason Smith, but she has been with us again, a little over a year. Great athlete. She was injured coming in. Unfortunately, she took a tough knock in a high school state semifinal and final. So Seattle wasn't in her cards, but she got fitter and fitter as that week went on. And then by Richmond, she was uh, close to being 100%, not quite there yet. But she played some good minutes, some impactful moments off the bench for us. And I have high hopes for her as well when she gets back to being fully fit. Then the next player would be a player that we moved up from the 07s to join us. Her name is Alex Pfeiffer. And Alex Pfeiffer is... She's on the national team. Actually, she's just being called back into the U15. So she'll go this summer to the training camp. Incredible goal scorer, passionate kid. She is the kid that says, give me the ball and I'll put it in the back of the net. She wants it. She doesn't, she doesn't hide away from pressure. In fact, she took the PK in the final game uh, to win it because Gracie, who was normally our PK taker, she was taken down pretty strongly in, in, in the penalty area. Um, and so she was banged up um, anyway. So I look at Alex and she just kind of says, I got you coach, I'll take care of it. And so she absolutely did. So I think Alex would be the last one then. And um, I think I covered everyone on there and I kind of, I have a photo right in front of me on my desk. So I'm, I'm kind of double checking myself here. The only other people on there are coaches and we don't really care about coaches. No, I'm joking. <laughs> a shout out to those three other guys that were with me on, on the trip and being with me side by side all season. Ryan Woodward's our goalkeeper coach. Incredible job that he's done with Taylor and Caroline, followed from what TK had done before that. Scott McDaniel, he is the goals director, and he is a great coach, a great mentor of mine, and someone that I look up to tremendously, and I appreciate him bringing me here along with Steve Petcher. And then Jim McPherson. He is a, a father of one of the O5s in the club. He is a passionate coach. He loves the game. His daughter wasn't even there and he wanted to be a part of the trip and be a part of it. And we love having him on staff. Integral part of what we do and how he helps us on, on and off the field. So it was a group effort. It was an, an amazing, amazing achievement for the girls. High marks to Ralph Richards for an amazing breakdown of his entire national championship team and high marks for also saluting his coaches, all great coaches do that. And usually Ralph Richards national championship teams have a great family feeling and they come from great families, in fact. We talk about our team and our, our program being a family as, as a whole. And, and so I, I, I think I'd shout out when, when we want to talk about family, we, we, we breathe it, we believe in it. The amount of support that we had at the finals with the 08 girls there, the 07 girls were there. They were cheering them on. We had a whole section underneath the tents. We took tents from St. Louis. We drove them in. One of the family members uh, drove them in from the 08 team in his truck. So I can't believe how much gas he probably paid for that, but he drove them in there for us. We just had this little corner and the kids were there. And I remember the goal that Alex Pfeiffer scored, I think it was the third goal of the game against Solar in the semi. And she goes running over and fist pumping that the, the girls get off the feet. It was just incredible. So we talk a lot about, a lot about family as a whole. I think there's one player in particular that people would recognize and remember some former coaches or current coaches, but would remember this player. So Grace Resovich's mother, 
She played at a high level. Her name is Michelle, and it used to be McCarthy, and played at Notre Dame and uh, helped them uh, win a national title back in, I think, 96, 97. Certainly, there's some history in there as well. This is Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, and we're spending time with St. Louis Scott Gallagher's national champion head coach at the U16 ECNL girls level, Ralph Richards. More with Ralph after this message. Nike is a proud sponsor of ECNL Girls. Nothing can stop what we can do together to bring positive change to our communities. You can't stop sport because hashtag you can't stop our voices. Follow Nike on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Soccer.com is proud to partner with the ECNL to support the continued development of soccer in the U.S. at the highest levels. We've been delivering quality soccer equipment and apparel to players, fans, and coaches since 1984. Living and breathing the beautiful game ourselves, our goal at Soccer.com is to inspire you to play better, cheer louder, and have more fun. Visit Soccer.com today to check out our unmatched selection of gear, expert advice, and stories of greatness at every level of the game. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. We're joined by Ralph Richards, the St. Louis Scott Gallagher ECNL director. And Ralph, of course, was the head coach of the SLSG Navy team that won the U16 ECNL Girls National Championship last weekend with a 1-0 win over Colorado. Ralph, you already mentioned the semifinal game. As you know, there are eight teams invited this year to the ECNL National Championship. What did you make of that? And maybe one more game you want to highlight as you recall your run to the national title. The reason why it came down to eight was uh, last year when we were in Florida as a, as a league, certain age groups couldn't fulfill their quarterfinals. So they took a one or two of the age groups out to Richmond to finish off their elite eight. And coaches and directors around the country loved it. And the league said, if that's what they want, then let's make it happen. That actually opened up the floodgates to now increase the size of the Champions League at the playoff uh, portion of the postseason event. So that allowed us to get to 44 clubs from across the country in those age groups, 13 through U17, which I think was incredible. I think everyone liked that format, getting a... Um, a fourth game there in the Sweet 16, having a, a day off kind of in that break of it as well was nice to do. So that then takes you to an Elite Eight and the setup is great. It really is fantastic. It's obviously a knockout format. So you win, you move on, you lose, you have a consolation game. And so we were, we were excited when the draw came out and the brackets were set. Once we qualify out of the Sweet 16, being successful over NC Fusion, we knew where we were. We knew who we were partnered against and which side of the bracket we were on. And I think it was an exciting draw. The girls were excited to have a chance to play Slammers Coach again. We've played them a couple of times now over the past 12 months. Uh, once being in Florida, they got the upper hand on us back then. And then also in a showcase mid-season, I think it was in San Diego um, in November. And it was a close game, but they they finished on a on a, a one a one goal victory over us. So we know that team very well. They know us very well. Um, there's so much respect between the two clubs. You know, we talk to Wally nearly every single time we step foot on these fields at these national events and uh, and Z and so forth. So we just had a, a great, you know, a great kind of meeting before the game. But once the game starts, it's game on. And the girls brought it. They really did in game one. It was a, a tough, tough, hard-fought game. Back and forth. We had some openings early on in the game. Couldn't capitalize. 
right after the halftime, we scored an incredible team goal, whipped it from right side to left side in the build-up in the front half, right off the kickoff, actually. Gets behind Callaway Combs, squares it across, and uh, we bury it 1-0. And there was a couple of other moments where after that, back and forth, they started to really push on us, started to kind of get their momentum going forward. Uh, one of their dangerous players, wide player, whips it in, ends up causing a collision with our centre-back, their forward, and our goalkeeper. It was a huge collision. Called a PK, Caroline, they step up, Caroline steps up, big save, big, big save. And so we were like, that's it, momentum's changing here, let's continue here. So um, unfortunately, we couldn't hold it out, um, and they ended up uh, getting one right at the end, tied it up, so then we do go to uh, the shootout. We're here with Ralph Richards, St. Louis, Scott Gallagher, and Ralph, if you listen to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, I'd like to get to know our guests, and why don't you give us your elevator speech? Tell us when you came over to the United States and how you found your way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like the typical uh, coach, I don't think. I don't have the tremendous of uh, a soccer background, and I know Christian Lavers was joking about it, but obviously... I've always loved the game. I did come over here when I was 19. There was a couple of possibilities of some trials, but nothing crazy in the UK. I was actually thinking about going to university just to study and continue being a semi-pro over there. But there was a, an opportunity through the University of Indianapolis, and I said, let's, let's give it a go. So I came over here in 97, graduated there my last couple of years. Actually, uh, right at the end of my, my time at college, I had a chance to, I played on a summer team, Caleb Potter was the uh, head coach of that. So I got to know Caleb quite well. I actually went down and met with Jerry, a uh, possibility of a, a one final year at Indiana. Didn't work out for whatever reasons, personally for me, just with the uh, financial situation I was at at UIndy. And so I stayed there my final year and continued to then play a couple of years at West Michigan Edge. One is in, in between my junior, senior year, and then one right after my senior year. I loved coaching. I started coaching around that time. I really enjoyed it. I had like a U12 girls team and I kind of worked them, worked them up a little bit. They were the second team to uh, what were the Carmel United Cyclones who ended up winning a national title, USYSA national title at U19. And as these girls went on, then I went back down and I took a U10 team and, uh, and through Carmel United and just kind of kept coaching that way. I was also a personal trainer by trade. So I kind of did a lot of personal training and, Soccer was kind of the balance. And then eventually I ended up becoming a director and now I've been a director probably for 15, 16 years, five of those years or so being at Carmel United in Indiana. And then I left Carmel United and uh, came over to uh, St. Louis. And that was through Steve Petcher and Scott McDaniel. And then also with Kat Mertz, who was the head coach at SLU University, St. Louis University. So I thought about wanting to change the a direction that I was coaching in. I just wanted to try something different. Like most coaches do, you look for the next thing that maybe is out there. Maybe you can find the, the next best pathway in your career. So Kat gave me an opportunity along with Steve Petcher, Scott McDaniel and the club here to kind of come in and do both. And so I did for a year and I loved it. I loved being with the, the school um, with Chris May as the athletic director. He took me in. It was great. Worked with Kat Mertz. Obviously, Kat went on then to different schools from there. And Katie Shields took over as the head coach. And she certainly created a, a, a great career for herself and built a, an exceptional program there at St. Louis University. 
And so I decided that my career was actually truly all about developing the young players. And I just loved it. And so Kat and Katie understood that. Scott and Steve Fetcher totally wanted that to work. And so I'd, I've been full-time with the, uh, the girls ever since. Never looked back. So, Ralph, is this your first national championship as a head coach in ECNL? That's my first. I mean, I know some people will give me a little bit of credit, which I, I'm not asking for at all because I don't believe I deserve that one. I was a head coach of a second team. I did go with the first team to their finals. So I was on the coaching sideline, but the Carmel Cyclones had some incredible people overseeing their teams. And they had some incredible girls, young ladies that have had gone on now and they have families and some of them did have a career at the professional level. Some of them are coaching, I believe. So I would say this is my first and certainly what an experience. What an experience. One more question for Ralph Richards before we take our final break on this week's Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. I can hear your passion when you talk about players that go on to the next level and some that even make it to the NWSL. How much pride do you have, Ralph, when you see your players get D1 scholarships and move on to the next level and then an even higher level? We have a few alumni that have um, that have gone on now and, and moved on through the ranks. So Sarah Lubert um, has been in the professional ranks for quite some time now. Actually, a recent player, Megan McClure, has actually just uh, gone overseas as well, goalkeeper. Uh, Channon Foster was with us. She was predominantly with Eclipse, but did play with us and helped us with, win a North America Cup along with uh, Kirsten Davis. I mean, the work that these young ladies do at the younger age groups and, and at the youth level is, is incredible. And when you see it unfold to something special, be it a national title, or even if it's just truly a college commitment, I, I love that. I love that I can be a part of their journey, part, part of their pathway, part of helping them go on and uh, find their feet at that next level. And if the next level goes on to something bigger and better because the college coaches have an impact, well, then that's awesome too. And I love just sitting back and watching them grow and blossom. And it's great because they every time we travel, we may go see it. And we're out in Racing Louisville uh, for some friendlies in February. And, and Kirsten comes out and hangs out with us on the sidelines. So it's just great to see them. They give back to our um, youth. They come on podcasts or, or little Zooms with our youth players. I love these players. I love these girls. And, and uh, I'm blessed that I have this opportunity to, to do what I do. Another great answer from Ralph Richards. We'll have more with Ralph after one final break. The ECNL is pleased to announce Quick Goal as the official goal provider and partner for ECNL Girls and ECNL Boys, a new partnership created to support the growth and development of the country's top players, clubs, and coaches. At all national events, including national playoffs and national finals, the Quick Goal Coaches Corner will provide hospitality and social space for ECNL girls, ECNL boys, and collegiate coaches. Quick Goal will also be the presenting sponsor of the National championship winning ECNL girls and ECNL boys coaches of the year and the ECNL girls and ECNL boys goals of the year. Quick Goal looks forward to helping the ECNL continue to elevate the standards of youth soccer and provide more opportunities to players on and off the field in the coming years. ECNL Boys is partnering with Puma for the second year, driving sport forward with the leading products and the next generation of pros who wear them. Puma has proven themselves as the fastest sports brand in the world 
the fastest innovation, the fastest players, and the fastest products in the game. They're the perfect partner to complement the speed and talent of our teams. In keeping with their mantra of forever faster, Puma introduces the world's fastest boot, the Ultra. The only boot engineered for speed, the Ultra combines a woven upper with a lightweight outsole for direct forward motion, speed, and acceleration. It's the best in the game, designed for the best players in the game. From athletes just starting to turn heads to some of the best athletes to ever play their games, Gatorade shows that they are the proven fuel of the best. For the athletes who give everything, nothing beats Gatorade the studied, tested, and proven fuel of the ECNL. Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, our final segment with Ralph Richards, the ECNL Girls Director for St. Louis Scott Gallagher and the U16 St. Louis Scott Gallagher Navy National Championship team as they beat the Colorado Rapids 1-0. Ralph, you did a tremendous job breaking down your entire roster, breaking down your coaches, talking about the weekend that was in Richmond. And along the way, you also said some really unique things about the ECNL. I feel like I have a great seat as I'm able to kind of look down and watch and see how nimble the ECNL is, how they listen to their teams across the country, how they're flexible, particularly during COVID time and beyond. Can you comment on that, Ralph? I absolutely can. I think the directors and the club coaches uh, are in the trenches. And I think the one thing that I think we as a league 100% appreciate is having a leadership above that who run this league, who will listen to the directors, who listen to the coaches, who take guidance or advice or suggestions and try to implement them as best they can because it makes sense to do certain things. And the fact that the league was willing to, because of a certain thing that happened with weather down in Florida and quickly change their format from a two-day schedule out in Richmond to bringing multiple teams over three days and figuring out how they could do that on the fly and getting it done. And then saying, this works, we're going to continue doing this next year, which now opens up the door and opportunities for more clubs and teams to qualify into the Champions League. It's just awesome to see. It's truly an evolving league that changes for the better every single, every single year from just little little details to the biggest details. Going from one national selection game to multiple national selection games at the national events that we do. And all of that comes from incredible, incredible hard work from multiple people inside the league, from Jim Wenigal to Kristen Bruner, who's in the member services, to Blaine. There's just so many people. Colson's in the schedule part of things. There's just so many people involved. And obviously the, the, the vice president in Doug Bracken and then obviously the president in Christian Labors. Just tremendous, tremendous work that they have done in leading these incredible clubs across the country in what is the best and greatest league to play in. And Ralph, you can make that comment as a coach, and I think you can also see the impact this league makes on the players as well, the way everything looks, the college coaches, you name it. I mean, I, I think the players feel special. I think there's no question about that. With the signage, with the branding, with the, the spotlight areas where they can go and take photos in front of like banners and backdrops of just players' names on their own teams that made an all-conference team. And the ones that there's pictures of the girls from last year's national title winning teams holding up cups. And 
I mean, those are memories. Those, those will live in the lives of these kids forever. And so when teammates can share in another teammate's success, I think it just brings the, the connectivity and the special memories that these kids will always have. I think it just makes them feel so special. And there's a professionalism about that too. There's absolutely a professionalism about that from the way the league runs those things. But these girls, they get to breathe it when and live it when they get on those fields. And, and I think it just elevates, it absolutely elevates their performance. You know, playing in the showcases, playing at the national events, is way different than playing in, you know, in your own backyard, playing in your own stadium. And we love playing at the soccer park. Absolutely, we do. There's no place like playing at home. But when you get coaches on the sideline, you get the tents, you get the branding, you get cheers on the field to the side of you, behind you, in front of you. And then you look across and you've got this big shoebox and you've got all this branding and assets. It's just, it's just incredible. The girls know that they're in a very special league. There's no question about it. Speaking of special, we touched on it earlier, but I want to end with one final comment on the overall value of St. Louis Scott Gallagher, particularly you talked about the merger now to really create this top of the pyramid and, and get the best players on the right teams. But, you know, there's so much tradition with St. Louis Scott Gallagher. I mean, so many MLS players and U.S. national team players and pipelines to big universities. As we end, can you put into words when you hear St. Louis Scott Gallagher, what does it mean? St. Louis Scott Gallagher to me means a club that values its players, it values its staff, it has great leadership, it has a true pathway through all the layers from our P6 league to, which is basically our premier youth fall league, if you will, on Friday nights where parents are just hanging out on the sideline, watching their little kids enjoy the game to then growing up through the 1977, 99, and staff run these leagues at the soccer park, it just creates this culture. Culture is huge. So culture would be another word that I would put in there. There's no question there's tradition. There's no question there's history. There's no question that there's been great players that have come out of this club. But I think every player that goes through the doors at St. Louis Scott Gallagher understands that they have been a part of a tremendous, well-run organization that will believe in their players and it truly lives up to their shield values and the mission statement. And guess what, Ralph? There's no question that SLSG Navy is the U16 ECNL Girls National Champions. You're the head coach. Thanks for joining us, Ralph, and uh, sending some love the ECNL's way and SLSG's way. And congrats on that first national championship. I suspect more are coming for you, Ralph. Really enjoyed this conversation. Hope you did. I did, Dean. And, and thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I hope so too. And I'm sure our girls do as well. Well done, Ralph Richards. Well done, ECNL, each and every one of you. Want to thank, of course, Christian Lavers and Jen Winnego and Doug Bracken and Jason Cutney and all the other superstars that Ralph even mentioned. Also, mad props to my producer, Colin Thrash, for each and every one of them. And all of you, I'm Dean Linky. We'll see you in two weeks for another edition of Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Thanks for listening to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. 
And if you have a suggestion for the show or a great idea for a guest, please email us at info at theecnl.com. Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast is an ECNL production. ECNL, more than a league.